Welcome to the sermon podcast of Kusada Baptist Church. We want to be a lighthouse to guide you on your journey through life. Listen as our pastor, Dr. Jim Graham, shares a message from God's Word and offers sound biblical direction for your daily life. We're in the book of 2 Corinthians. We're in the book of 2 Corinthians, and we've been talking about senses and the soul. We talked about, we spent a couple of weeks talking about feelings. We talked about touch, feelings. We talked about feeling pain and how God uses that. Um, it, it, and we, we actually read a disturbing verse that there's a pain that God wants us to have. And the reason he wants us to have it is because that leads to change. We finally change. Last week, we talked about the aroma of Christ and we talked about... Uh, the fragrance of of the Lord and and our role in that and um, <clears throat> we had communion together. Well, today we're going to talk about and next week these two weeks we're going to talk about vision. Next week we're going to talk about uh, what we see and how important it is what we're looking at and what we see. Today we're going to talk about being seen, being seen. I, I mentioned last week I went to my high school reunion. Uh, last weekend and uh, so as we were uh, this is going to sound terrible but I'm going to go ahead and admit it uh, as we were going uh, Perlene says are there people you really want to see and I said no I, there are people I want to see me she said you're a terrible person I flipped it around though I explained to her I said no 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 no, no. I am taking you I'm taking you, and I'm going to walk in with you, and I want everybody to go like, how did he do that, you know? And so uh, she's like, so she bought all in. She let me pick out the dress she was wearing and everything. It was like, all right. It's the only fashion thing I've done in the 40 years. But anyway, um, but we, uh, we went, and so, I, you know, you're, you are seen, right? People see you. People see what you do, how you live, how you act. Like, well, what difference does it make? What does that matter in the kingdom of God? Now, especially for the fact that like, I don't know if I want everybody to see me. You know, I feel pretty weak in some areas. Well, that leads into our theme verse. Uh, in, first, uh, in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, verse 9, we've been sharing this every week. Paul said, Jesus said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And Paul's response is, Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. And the way I've been explaining that is kind of like, you know, the, our dilemma is when we feel strong, and I feel this strong, then the, my dilemma is I end up maybe getting to a place, well, I don't, you know, I don't need Christ. I'm not praying that hard. I'm not seeking Him that more. Because I'm, you know, I'm handling things. I'm strong. But when I'm weak, I call out to God. Like, I need you. I need your power in my life. I need help, right? And then Christ comes in, and we experience His power. And the interesting thing is, His power carries us way up here in strength. So how ironic, I've been sharing this every week, how ironic that in my strength, I'm here. But in my weakness, 
I'm actually way stronger. That's why Paul said, I'd rather be weak, because then I'm, I'm stronger. Well, uh, you know, when I was growing up uh, in church, I grew up in church. My, my dad was a pastor, so, you know, I was at church. Literally, literally, th- my first steps were in an aisle of a church. You know, we were up there, and they were doing stuff, and I took my first steps uh, in a church. Like, I've been in church my whole life. And um, when, when I was growing up, we uh, did this program called RAs, Royal Ambassadors. Now, we still do a modified form of RAs and GAs, Royal Ambassador and Girls in Action. We, we meet on Wednesday nights. And the kids have a great time, and we have a program, but, but we don't do the same kind of program. When I was a kid, uh, RAs was a lot more like, I'd call it like Christian Boy Scouts. Like, we memorized stuff, and we had um, badges that you earned and things like that, like for doing certain uh, things and achieving certain things. You would get badges and stuff, and, and, uh, and so uh, I always loved that. I'm all about trying to you know do stuff and we had we had things we learned like we had a pledge as a royal ambassador i will do my best to become a well-informed responsible follower of christ to have a christ-like concern for all people to learn how the message of christ is carried around the world to work with others in sharing christ to keep myself clean and pure in mind and body uh does anybody else anybody else with me daryl you learn okay kevin okay thank you like you know I'm like, I can't believe I still remember that. Uh, but we did it every week. Um, we also had a motto. And our motto as royal ambassadors was, we are ambassadors for Christ. And you see on, our, on the little emblem at the bottom, it says 2 Corinthians 5.20. Well, we're in 2 Corinthians. Let me show you that verse in its entirety. It says, we are therefore Christ ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. So all through Scripture, I'm going to share with you three verses from 2 Corinthians this morning, which kind of are on this theme of being seen, okay? And, and this, is, this is one. We, we're, we're Christ ambassadors. We're, it's, he says, the Lord is making his appeal through us. That's interesting. That God, you know, he, he loves people. He's reaching out to people. He wants to connect with them. He wants them to follow him. And he's going, I'm, you know, I'm making my appeal. I'm, I'm, I'm making my, I'm, I don't mean to make this sound bad, but I'm making my sales pitch. The Lord is to a person going, hey, follow me. I'm the Lord. Here's who I am. And he says, I'm making my appeal through you. Like you're my salesman. Or in 520, you're my ambassador. You're my ambassador. You, y'all familiar with what an ambassador does? Like an ambassador uh, goes and lives in another country and represents their country in that country. So I want you to picture these things about an ambassador. They, so they're, they're living in a country that's not their own country. And, and so Paul says, you're an ambassador. We're ambassadors for Christ. He's in essence saying we're living here on this planet and we're not from here. I know that's hard for us. We think in such small, finite settings. 
you know, we think of this 80 years on this earth and this is it, you know. And he's going, no, 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 you're not from here. In fact, his argument is your citizenship is in heaven. If you're a follower of Christ, your citizenship is in heaven. And so you, in essence, are an ambassador here on the earth. You're, you're the alien, <laughs> you know. You're here, and you're, this is not my home. And he says over and over again things like, don't set your mind on things here. Set your mind on heavenly things, on eternal things. Don't think in these terms, think in those terms. Don't look at things this way, look at them this way. You're not from here. You're just an ambassador sent by me to be here amongst this group. And the second thing about an ambassador, you don't just live there. You're there to represent your home country. You're not just there. You're not a tourist. You haven't moved there permanently. You're not just living there. In fact, you're there temporarily. Every ambassador comes back home. He's just like, you're you're there, but I want to bring you back to be with me. For eternity, you'll come be with me. That, That 80 years is a short time. You're coming back to be with me in heaven, all right? So we're there, though, to represent him. So the Lord's saying, like, yeah, I know you're, you're on earth and you're doing that thing, but you need to understand what your, what your mission is. What you're doing is you're representing Jesus Christ where you are. So if you're in school or you're at work or you're in your neighborhood or with your family or wherever you are, you're a representative of, of Christ. And so all growing up, when I'm sitting there, we are ambassadors for Christ. We are ambassadors for Christ. We're here to represent the Lord for all those around me. To my friends, family, whatever, I'm here to represent Christ. I'm here to be seen by others. Now, not to see me. That would be problematic. We all have our issues, right? When I went to my high school reunion... One of my best friends, his name is Mike. Mike came to Perlene and said, Hey, just want you to know something. He wasn't always this. And then he said, I can't believe some of the things I did in high school. He's talking about himself. I can't believe some of the things I did in high school, and he's the one who got me to do them. And then he started naming some of them, And I said, Mike, shut up. So, you know, we, we, you know, to be seen by God, to to be seen by other people in representing God, we might go, oh. So let me use another example besides being an ambassador. Uh, One of the ways Paul talks about how we represent Christ is as a mirror. Let's talk about mirrors for a minute. We have mirrors everywhere, all right? You may not even realize how, many, how much there are mirrors around. And a, a mirror's most basic purpose, we use them for a lot of things, but their most basic purpose, their fundamental purpose, is they reflect light. That's what a mirror does. They reflect light, okay? Now, we use mirrors in that purpose to do several things. We use them for personal grooming, okay? Probably everyone in here looked in a mirror this morning, okay? 
and we're fixing ourselves up, we're checking our hair, we're checking our clothes, we're making sure we're good to go. Now, I do want y'all to know, uh, ladies, I want to tell you something. You, women and men look in mirrors a totally different way. Totally different way. A woman looks in a mirror and sees everything that is wrong. That's what you do. You look at it and go, oh my, this is wrong, this is off, you know, whatever. You're seeing little things that are amazing, like, you know, this ear is bigger than this ear, whatever. I mean, you're just, you're just finding every little flaw. A guy looks in a mirror and says, yeah. I mean, that's just, that, it's, it's a big difference. And also, the number of times you look in a mirror is different. A woman looks in the mirror and then checks the mirror again and then checks the mirror again and then she's walking out of the house and there's a mirror in the hallway. She checks that mirror. She gets in the car and before she starts driving, she checks the mirror and not to back up. She's checking the mirror for herself and then you check the mirror. You may even have a mirror on you right now. Guys, one time. We just look in the mirror. We go, I'm good. We go, right? I mean, we look at it different, but we use mirrors for personal grooming. We're checking ourselves out. We're making sure we're good. We do use mirrors for, for safety, primarily in traffic safety. We use, you know, our rearview mirror, our side mirrors. We're using them. I'm so thankful for those cameras now that I don't have to, like, you know. Uh, y'all are going to understand this. Some of you, you're way too young. But, you know, like, so before... I mean, you could look in the mirror, but pretty much when you backed up, you did the whole, you know, shoulder, turn, whatever. As you get older, it's harder and harder to turn. In fact, some of you in here who are over 50, you're going to know what I'm talking about. You've pulled a muscle in your shoulder just backing out of the driveway. You know, it's like, ah, uh, oh, what did you do? I backed up. Uh, so thank God, you know, we got these screens now and everything. But, like, we use them for safety. We're, we're checking our mirrors to see what's around us so we know what's going on so we don't make a huge mistake. We use mirrors in health, in science, in tools. And we use the mirrors to focus light. Like, you may not think about it, but every flashlight is really a light bulb with a mirror or something to reflect in a certain shape to, to point the beam. And the beam is pointed because of the mirror. We use mirrors in telescopes, in microscopes. We use mirrors to reflect and focus light in uh, to make sure we can really get that beam pushed out there. And then... I think we use mirrors a lot for just for decoration. You know, we, they're there to make the room look bigger. Or we have nice, fancy, pretty mirrors that we use to, to you know, just for decor around and, and about, you know. Uh, the mirrors in the bathroom are for personal grooming. But there are mirrors we put out in the hallways and our living rooms and stuff, and they're for decor. Well, Paul starts talking about our purpose and how it's like, a mirror and he starts using the words reflection like how we're reflecting God and um, and and the problem is he says I don't want you to cover that up so like for instance you know that the moon reflects the sun's light it doesn't have its own light it just reflects the light of the sun 
and the phases of the moon and why it changes is because the earth is blocking the sun from shining on the moon. You know, but the, the moon is just reflecting the light. And he says, you are a reflection like a mirror is. So he tells them, he tells them this story in 2 Corinthians. He reminds them. He says, do you remember that time that Moses had to cover his face? It's our first. You thought 2020 was the first time masks were worn. It wasn't. Moses had to put on a mask. Let me tell you what happened. Moses, in Exodus, he's up on this mountain, Mount Sinai, and this is where he gets the Ten Commandments. He's meeting with God. He's in the presence of God. He's so close to God, in the presence of God, and with God, that it shows in his life. It actually physically shows. Now, I would argue that if you spend a lot of time with the Lord... Just like if you spend a lot of time with anybody, it'll show up, okay? But it showed up in his face. His face was glowing like he, you know, like radiation kind of glowing. And it freaked everybody out. Like this dude that we know is coming back and his face is, you know, and they're, they're like, let me read it to you. It's in Exodus chapter 34. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the testimony in his hands... He was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. When Aaron, that's his brother, when Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, his face was radiant and they were afraid to come near him. Like this is freaky, right? So Moses covered his face. He veiled his face so that they would not be scared of him. So In this letter, Paul reminds the people of that story. And then he says, listen, when you're a mirror and you're reflecting God, when you spend time with God, you're kind of radiating God, but I don't want you to cover it. I want people to see it. It's important that people see Jesus Christ. You're an ambassador. An ambassador's purpose is to represent Christ. He says God's making his appeal to other people through you. So he says, unveil your face. So let me show you the second verse I wanted to show you. It's chapter 3, verse 18. He says, so all of us who have had that veil removed, take the veil off, had the veil removed, can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. So let's think about a mirror. I want you to think of yourself as a mirror. I want you to see what your purpose is. At its most basic, a mirror's purpose is to reflect light. Now we don't say that. We say, what's a mirror for? Well, so you can look in and you can see yourself. What's a mirror for? So you can look and see the traffic. But its most basic Purpose, its fundamental purpose is to reflect light. Your fundamental purpose on this earth is to reflect the glory of God. That's why you're here. If you want to know why you're here on this earth, you are here to reflect the glory of the Lord. He's awesome. He's the sun. You're the moon, right? You're here to reflect the glory of the Lord. You're here to say, it it ain't me, right? It's not me. It's Him, right? And And the more time you spend with the Lord, 
the more people are going to notice that. Now, that's just a rule. You, you know this is true. If you hang out with someone, the more time you spend with them, the more that, that affects you. You know, if you've got a partner, y'all affect each other a great deal. My kids don't even call us like we have a, a group name. They, they call my wife and I, I think I've told you this before, we are Pearl Jam. That's what they call us. Pearlene and Jim are James, and they call us Pearl Jam. So when they refer to us, the parental unit, they say Pearl Jam has said this, or Pearl Jam is doing this. Like, that's the way we refer to us. Because we affect each other so much that there's this and that. Let me tell you something that happened to my son's wife. They recently went on a trip together with her family. So it's all her family. And they said to her on this week-long trip, My goodness, Jenna, you sure are loud. To which in our group text said, The Grahams have made an impact on Jenna. Jenna used to be this quiet person. Now she's a loud person. The Grahams are loud, right? We said, oh, we are rubbing off on you, you know. We affect one another. This happens. So, if you spend time with God, if you legitimately get to know the Lord, and you are hanging out with the Lord, and you're talking with the Lord, you're communing with the Lord, if this is happening in your life, the more you're with the Lord, the more it affects you. You will reflect the glory of the Lord. God is awesome. He is awesome. Jesus Christ is unbelievable, right? And you're hanging out with Jesus, and other people will see this effect on your life. They're not seeing you. They're seeing what's happening in you. They're not seeing you. They're seeing Christ in you. They're seeing a reflection. This is your purpose on this earth. He wants to make his appeal to other people through you. He wants to say, you see, you see, I love them so I can love you. You see how I'm changing their life? I can change your life. You see the good that's happening there? That good can happen to you. We are reflecting the awesomeness, the glory of the Lord. And, and what, why is that reflected? Let's go back to our theme verse. Because... It's not in our strength. It's not because you're wonderful. It's not because you're awesome. It's not because you're doing things so well. Because you sit here and go, how can I reflect the glory of God? I'm pathetic. Exactly. It is in my weakness that Christ's power rests on me. Therefore, that's what they really see. Oh, look how awesome God is. He can do something with that. <laughs> Maybe he can do something with me. And they see Christ. So he says, you're a mirror. You're reflecting the glory of God. And that reflection, it's just like a mirror. The reason we use a mirror for, for grooming is so that we can see more clearly. When you really want to see, what do you do? You turn bright lights on. Probably a lot of you, over your mirror... 
you have very bright, clear, white lights. And the more you want to see, the closer you get. You do this. You're you're going like this to the mirror. You're getting way up close. Scary. You see more flaws, right? But you want to see more clearly. Right? Now, I don't know how many of you wear glasses, but it's amazing. Everyone who wears glasses is going to relate to this. Nobody else will, okay? So, there's this thing that happens. Sometimes when I'm driving or I'm in the car, I'll do this. This sounds scary, but I will take my glasses off and I will say, Perlene, will you clean my glasses? Now, sometimes we all take our glasses off and we just use our shirt or something like that. But they make those microfiber-like cloths that are specially made for that. And I have one in my car. I have a glasses case. And I was like, will you do that? And she will, like, take it and, like, clean my glasses with them and hand them back to me. And I put them on my face and I go, oh. Everybody in here who wears glasses know what I'm talking about? You're like, oh. Like, my goodness. Because the whole purpose of cleaning it is that you just you're there to see more clearly you as a mirror reflecting the glory of God are trying to help others see more clearly who he is there's a lot of misunderstanding about who God is people will say things like I want to follow God he does this and this and I'm like that's not who God is right They will see who God is in your life. And like traffic safety, mirrors are used to see, you know, so we don't make mistakes. We reflect the Lord's glory to help people see the right path in life. Which way to go, which way to turn. It's not that I know all the answers. We talk about in our church being a lighthouse. That's our theme. We want to help people find Jesus and follow Jesus. So we're here to help people find and follow Jesus. And what we talk about is we're a lighthouse as a church, but each one of you is a lighthouse. You're out there doing that. Now, you know a lighthouse, you know what it is. It's a light with mirrors. And the mirrors turn and point the light. The reason that thing goes is because the, you know, the mirrors are what moving, you know. We're reflecting light. We're pushing light out. It's for safety. A lighthouse is there. Wherever a lighthouse is placed, it's very strategic. And they're there to show someone out on the ocean where there's no clear lanes, there's no clear markings. They're just out on this ocean. And there's a lighthouse. And the lighthouse is saying, that way is the harbor. This way is danger. Go that way. That's what lights out. That's what they do. And the Lord says, you're the salt and light of the earth. You're there. That's what you're there for. I'm putting you, I've strategically placed you in places. Places I can't go. Other places. You, have, you have a badge to get into your workplace. And only people with that badge can get into the workplace. That's how you get in. Does anybody have a job like that? Anybody? You have a badge, right? Other? Yeah. Okay. You can't get in. Man, you ought to go to a school nowadays. Like, I, go to, I had to go to the school one time over here, Casada, and I'd go up. I was invited by the principal to come to the school to talk to him about some stuff. We were going to help do some stuff at the school that our church was. 
And I go up, and it was like, I go into this, I feel like I'm in a holding pen in a penitentiary. You know, it's like, like we need your driver's license. we got to scan you in. we got to do all this stuff. And, you know, we've unlocked this door. This door's not locked. Now they're both locked. You're trapped, you know, whatever. And finally I got through. You know, it's kind of like, you know, you got to have a badge. So you're in there as a lighthouse to help your friends, your coworkers, your family, whoever you're around, to go, you know, I'm just the light. I'm just reflecting the glory of God. And as you see God, what you will learn is, there's the harbor. There's the rocks. Go that way. That's what Jesus has done. Why does he do that? Because he loves you. He loves those people. He wants them to know the safe path. He wants them to know the right way. He wants to lead them and guide them because he loves them. And he loves them exactly like they are. They don't have to level up for him to, to love them. He loves them, right? And, but he loves them enough. What do we say? He loves them enough not to leave them that way. He wants to guide them. He wants to transform them. He wants to change them. He wants to do that in your life. And so he puts lighthouses to help people see because sometimes they won't see God. They're not reading their Bible. They're not whatever. And he puts you there. You're there to reflect the glory of God. You're there as a light for them. And then just like mirrors, some mirrors are there to focus light. They're used in telescopes and, you know, science, stuff like that. They're there to focus light. Sometimes that's what you're there for. Now, how many of you in your lifetime, you have been, probably for your father, you were the light holder. Has anybody ever been the light holder? Okay. Yes, we've all done, a lot of us have done that, okay? You were the light holder. And here's the news. You were terrible at it. You were terrible at it. No, your father has never been more frustrated at you than when he was trying to get you to hold the light because he's trying to solve a problem, right? And he's got you, you're under the car with him or you're poked around behind the refrigerator with him and your job is to shine the light on the problem so he can see what's going on so he can fix it. And in about a minute, he goes, son, hold the light on the problem. Son, Hold the, right, that's your job. So we've been in that position where we're supposed to concentrate and focus and hold in the light. You do that for the Lord. See, what we're doing in this life is like, yeah, we're learning who Jesus is, who the Lord is. We're learning principles of what God wants us to do. Then the problem is, we're then trying to figure out how to apply those things to our crazy life and our life is crazy it's crazy there's so many situations things that happen and go on and your situation is unique and there is some crazy stuff that goes on you don't understand brother jim this is what happened and this is my family and it's like this and whatever and what do i do see that's where we're as we're walking with god why we, we can't just memorize a manual. We're having to follow Christ down a winding road that's sometimes a little crazy and takes turns that are unexpected. And your friends and family and co-workers and those people, that's what they're going through. And maybe they're not following Christ. And He loves them. And He says, let me tell you what I want you to do. You're, I'm not sending you to fix the situation. Jesus fixed the situation. He knows what to do. 
You just, you're the light holder. You're shining a light, but it's a focus light on the problem. I want you to see what God says about this. I want you to see what God can do about this. I want to show you my job is to shine the light. So here we are. Because, look, we're not perfect. We're far from it. We have all kinds of issues ourselves. So why would God use me? Well, as I mentioned, we're weak. His power shows up. And in that verse I read to you in chapter 3, verse 18, he says, we take the veil off. Well, I mean, I'm scared to take the... I know why we don't want to take the veil off. If I take the veil off, you'll see me. And Paul's saying, no, 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 no. If you're following the Lord and you take the veil off, they'll see him. Take it off. Let them see him. And he says in 3.18, the Lord is making us more and more like him as we're changed into his glorious image. He is changing us. He's molding us. So let me give you another verse. Uh, In chapter 5, verse 17, he says, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. We are changing. I would argue not just complete. We are becoming a new person. We're leaving things behind and we're changing. Because he loves us just the way we are. But he loves us enough not to leave us that way. And so, I, I, you know, I'm going through this life. But what I want you to pray about this morning is, what I want you to think about this week, is think about being seen. We, we get so wrapped up in us and what God needs to do in our life and what God's trying to change in our life. We don't realize that our basic fundamental purpose is to reflect the glory of God. It's to be seen so that they can see him because he loves them and he wants to see them. So here's my question. Who is it? Who is it? Have you ever considered that? Have you ever thought to pray and say, Lord, who needs to see you in me? Who's the person I work with? Who's the person I'm encountering on a daily basis who's the person in this situation that I the reason I'm here is to reflect your glory the reason I'm here is so that they can see you clearly the reason I'm here is to shine a light on the problem so they can see the reason I'm here is so that they can see this way's the harbor that way's the rocks the reason I'm here is so that they know he loves you too that he can change your life The reason I'm here is to say in my weakness, His power is more than enough. I'm here to reflect His glory. Would you pray this week and say, Lord, who is it? Who is it? Who's the person that you have strategically placed me? This week, strategically moved me into place so that others, that person, can see your glory. They need you so much. You care about them so much that you brought measly me into this situation to reflect your glory. And then, Lord, let me just let me just get it cleared up so that they can see you well. It's not me. It's Him. In my weakness, you can see His power. 
It's not how strong I am. It's not how, you know, bold I am. It's just, Lord, may I reflect your glory. Who is it? Would you pray that today? Would you say, Lord, I'm going to the thing so that they can see you. Let me shine your light. Let's rip the veil off. Would you pray, open my eyes, Lord, let me see who it is. We're about to sing about the amazing grace of God. How amazing He is. How He loves me. How He's changed me. How He's come into my life to make such a huge, profound difference in my life. That's what we're about to sing. As we sing it, would you consider as you're singing it that He's done all this for me? so that I can reflect it because he wants to do it for someone else. Can I pray with you this morning? Dear Lord, help me to be a reflection of you. Lord, may other people see you. I'm willing to rip the veil off my face and reflect your glory. I'm willing to bear my weakness so that they can see your power and your strength and your love so that they can experience who you are like I am. I'm I'm willing, Lord, to spend so much time with you that your glory can't help but be reflected in me because you're having such an impact on my life. Lord, as we sing of your amazing grace, may we not just think about what you did for us, what you're doing for us, but what you want to do for someone else through us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. It is our prayer that it's been helpful in this part of your life journey. We invite you to join us at Kusada Sunday mornings for worship. Visit our website at kusadabaptist.org for directions and more information about our church.